some good friends, friends of mine. Talk to them all the time. Some good friends on my show. Who are they? Soon you'll know. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Some Good Friends, a podcast. Uh, welcome back for another week. We're going to be talking to a few good friends of mine. Hopefully you've enjoyed the friends we've talked to so far. If you had listened to the previous episodes, thank you. If this is your first episode, well, you're in for a roller coaster of emotion. Just a real uh, thrill by the seat of your pants ride. Um, you know, in my life, I made pancakes this morning for the first time ever. They were uh, surprisingly fluffy. I was very happy with how they turned out. Uh, a lot of sugar, way more sugar than I would have thought. Uh, but I still douse those with maple syrup because I'm a good old Canadian boy. I gotta gotta have my syrup. That's all that's new with me. Nothing else is new with me. So uh, let's talk to my first good friend. He and I we go way back. Um, he's an artist, and don't we all love artists? Let's all do our best to really fund the arts. It's it's important that the arts <laughs> get funded. Uh, let's bring him on. Please welcome uh, my good friend Hank Casterfield. Hank, welcome to the show. Hi. Hello, Hank. How are you? Really good. Really good. You're sounding good. I have, we haven't seen each other for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, my voice is better. You know, the... This is better for your voice. Yeah. Yeah. The cleared out the air in my condo is getting real thick. Yeah, well, what, talk about that. Because I remember I tried to come over a few weeks ago and it wasn't like you said the air was too thick. Oh, yeah. The air, the air's been really thick in my condo with my latest piece. It involves okay. a lot of... A lot of iron grinding. Right. So for the listeners, obviously I know what you do, but why don't we? Why don't you take them through kind of what your job is or your your passion? I guess it would be. Well, I'm considered Montreal's foremost iron welding artist. Of course. So I, you know, as you know, in 2012, I believe it was, I sold a very large piece to the city of Ottawa, and that mm-hmm. that yeah. really broke broke my career. Yeah, so much so that 2012 is the last accomplishment you have to talk about. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's why I was working on this new piece. Um, okay. But uh, again, the air is pretty thick, so I'm taking a little pause. <laughs> yeah, I know you You kind of, uh, you you put great importance on the number eight. Every eight years, you say, you, yes, no. you release a new piece. Of course. Uh, so, you know, 2000 and, uh, I never was so good with math. Well, it was 2012 was the one for the city of Ottawa, and before that was 20, 2004. Yeah, 2012, uh, 20, 2020. Yeah. Uh, so eight years before 2012 was... Um, 2004. Two, 2004, yes. That's actually when I got my first first iron welder. And you immediately created a... Sorry, I, I'm breaking up. Uh, I, th- I, think, I think I got to clear the smoke out. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can, I can hear you just fine. Are you, maybe you should go somewhere else to record this. Are you, are you okay? <coughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm back. I mean, it seems like a lot of, a lot of the issues you're facing are, are because you refuse to move out of that condo. I refuse to move out of the condo? Yeah, you have that, you have that one-bedroom condo, and, you, and you, you do all of your welding work in there. Oh, well, I mean... I had to buy a condo after all the money I got from the 2012 piece. Um, so you know, I got the penthouse suite, um, but it is just a one room. Yeah. And, and you're doing like a lot of industrial heavy, heavy metal work in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, my current piece is, is um, it's kind of like a, like a sea monster. Okay. It's, it's going to be for the uh, NCC. The National Capital Commission of Ottawa? Uh, yes, yes. They enjoyed my last piece so much that they, they recommissioned me. Right, of course. I, I guess they're, they're kind of like a patron of your work at this point. Yes, they're, they're really my, my uh, you could say I'm a dependent contractor. They're, they're my sole, <laughs> sole supplier of, of funds. Um, but, uh, you know, things are getting a little dicey with the condo board here, so I... I may have to save up for a, for a new place soon. Yeah, well, something something you said that I think is kind of indicative of your personality is that you, when you got this big payday in 2012, you you had to buy a condo. Yeah, well, you know, I, I needed to kind of validate the the success of my first mm. piece, and and you know get a, get my own studio space. As you know, before that, I was I was just living in 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 the scrapyard uh, around uh, 
Lancaster Road in Ottawa. Yes, yeah, uh, Scrapyard Hank, they used to call you out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the trains would go by and then the kids would, would throw their cans at me. From the train? <laughs> yeah, that's they, they'd say, Scrapyard Hank, mm. <laughs> catch this. Yeah, well, well, from and from what I remember, as soon as you bought this condo, you you tracked down every one of those kids and sent them proof that you had a condo now. Yeah, well, you know, I uh, one of my side projects was uh, making uh, these little projectile art pieces out of old cans of Diet Coke, and uh, you know, I, I put little messages on them like, uh, uh, "I'm I'm no longer Scrapyard Hank. I'm I'm Condo Hank now." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, when I'd see the kids walking down below, I I I would gift them these these pieces of art. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember there were there were a couple injuries. Well, you know, not everyone receives a gift so well as others. Um, and yes, there, there were a few um, injuries that were never proven in court, but some say may have been related to falling cans of metal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some people, they just, they look that gift horse right in the mouth. And that's, that's what those kids did. Yeah, yeah but I, I think they, they don't call me Scrapyard Hank anymore. No, they call you. They call you Condo Hank. Uh, well, they haven't yet, but they would if if <laughs> if I could hear them. But I, I am mostly yeah. up in up in my condos, eighty second floor. So don't eighty second floor. That's real. How do you get all that heavy metal up there? Uh, you know, service elevator. I kinda, yeah, that makes sense. I am also the custodian of of the building, so I, I have the keys. And, <laughs> you know. I know you've had some complaints from the neighbors about the the aforementioned thick air. So how are, how is that going? I know the condo board is pretty pretty severe in your building. Yeah, well, you know they they are trying to pin the thick air on me, um, unit eight oh eight eighty two and heartbreak. Uh, yeah. Yes. It, oh, eighty two oh eight. No heartbreak there. No, <laughs> heart's already broken. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that you recently you recently got out of a, a long relationship. Yeah. yeah uh, I'm sorry if you're getting emotional. We don't we don't have to talk about it. Oh no, <laughs> not just the smoke. Oh, it's the smoke. Okay, I thought you were having racking sobs. No, no, just the smoke. It, I, <laughs> gonna be honest, Hank. It sounds sounds like you're crying a little bit. It sounds like you're weeping. Just the smoke in my eyes. All right. Well, I mean, do you want to talk about it? It's, I, I guess you are my, you know, my old friend. Yeah, I could trust you. Well. You know, we met in the scrapyard. Mm-hmm. I was a scrapper. She was a, a hauler. Oh, the classic romance. Scrapper and hauler. Yeah, she drove a big rig 18-wheeler from Sudbury to Ottawa. She did that route <laughs> six times a year. And uh, she came into my scrapyard once, and, 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 and we just fell in love for first, that first piece of metal. Yeah, you were loading up her truck with metal? We bonded like two pieces of iron and the forge. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, you've always had a way with words as well as a way with metals. Yeah, yeah. And, and then what, what happened? You, you two were so in love. I remember just going to the park with, with you two, and you, and you wouldn't even look at me. You'd just be looking into each other's eyes all the time. Yeah, yeah we, we were just like two pieces of aluminum on a final siding. Natural. Well, was that it? Was that you were always comparing the relationship to metals and she got tired of that? Yeah, I mean, she had her own share of big rig metaphors that I didn't really understand. You know, we, oh. I think, to not get too into the details, we were just from two different worlds. Right. The hauler and the scrapper. They're drawn together, but they're equally repelled. Yeah. So to be honest, uh, you know, we, we did, we traveled together. We, we, we did the route from Ottawa to Sudbury. and Yeah. We, that was that was our honeymoon. Oh, you got you got married. You didn't tell me you got married. Oh yeah, we got married right there in the scrapyard. Oh wow, that's that's was it a beautiful ceremony? It was beautiful. I mean, that's one place kind of where you want tin cans, at least dragging behind the back of your car. So maybe the kids could have helped you out. <laughs> yeah, the the kids weren't invited to the wedding though. Did they show up anyway? Did they crash it? They they did throw cans at my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, everyone expresses, everyone shows their appreciation of love in a different way. Yeah, well, you know, I, I usually retaliate, but but on that day, I let it fly. Um, but uh, 
you know, to, to explain what happened is essentially, uh, you know, we, we traveled together mm-hmm. and we weren't really from, from the same, same world and we yeah. just couldn't, couldn't reconcile our extreme differences. You know, me being a, a scrapper and her being a hauler. Of course. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I really dedicated my, my first piece to her and, and when I sold the piece, I, you know, I wanted to buy this place for, for us to be together, but mm. you know, she just set off one day to Sudbury and, and never came back. Never, never came back. Wow. Yeah. And so that first piece, why don't you tell, tell us about how, what it was, how it was inspired by her? Well, oh, it, sorry, the second piece, the two, 2012 piece. Yes, right. Yeah. Uh, well, but yeah, yeah. Second piece. Uh, it, it was a, a, a very long piece. It, it was dedicated to to all the haulers in mm. in our world but but mainly mainly that the one that I was in love with and it it I, I laid it out along you know highway 7 in, in the west part of the of the city and it was it was actually several trailers just welded together right yeah i, I remember it cuz it was right right beside Scotiabank place where the the Ottawa Senators play yeah yeah but back in those days it was called the TD Place. TD place before that Corel Center and before that the Palladium I yes, believe. Yes, the Palladium. <laughs> uh, but I know that you actually got in trouble. You had a, a feud with the Ottawa Senators because it was kind of the trailers were blocking the view of the the arena and and people were missing the exit all the time. Yeah, that that was a little a little kerfuffle in the in the Canada Times and, and in the larger sports world. It, it was a, a bit of a known story and you know it, yeah. it did help raise my my profile as an artist. It partly what drove up the, the buying price of the piece so high but mm. um you know there was some very well healed buyers in the toronto maple leaves community i remember that it was bought by the rivals and uh it was a big con melnick was all he was down your throat yeah yeah the the the, the, the rivals actually bought it and and towed the trailer around in circles around <laughs> the uh, scotiabank place so that the the sens couldn't reach their uh yeah their game yeah, they had to forfeit a lot of games because of your art. Yeah, yeah, they. Well, a fitting tribute to your your ex your ex wife. Yeah, I would say. So, uh, might me uh, quickly just tell us about the the new is the new piece also inspired by your recent divorce or? Uh, yes, it really is the the only uh, source of inspiration in my in my art uh, is is kind of my 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 sorrows. Right. Um, so yeah, th- this piece is um, a sea monster. A I sea believe monster. You said. Yeah. yeah. So so it's it's a series of uh, large iron, kind of dolphin-like creatures, mm. um, welded mouth to tail, <laughs> uh, and it's going to be laid out along the Lachine. No, no, no. The the Rideau Canal. Sorry. The Rideau. It's for the NCC, so yes. it must be the Rideau Canal. <laughs> yes, but 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 Parks Canada is looking into maybe outbidding ncc for this piece oh interesting so it could be federal it could it could become a, a federal issue so you've created a kind of uh, dolphin centipede if you will <laughs> yes it, it, like it the is, human centipede yes it is a, a dolphin centipede and and it it's kind of about how how if the first link of the chain is is poisoned it it goes all the way down uh, a fitting piece of art for your current <laughs> mental state uh, I, you know what? I've been to your condo. It's a one bedroom. It's very small. I would imagine it's very packed with the dolphins right now. It, they, they are starting to feed down the side of the building. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad you're still doing the art. I'm glad you waited the eight years and you, and you came back with a big one. And uh, next next winter, I'm gonna skate that canal, and I expect to see a few dolphins just shitting into each other's mouths. <laughs> Oh, you will. You will. I, I can't wait. Well, Hank, it was great to talk to you. I uh, hope you'll be able to stick around. Uh, I won't be going anywhere. I mean, yeah, what, what that's thick smoke. Your mobility is probably very decreased. <laughs> there, yeah, Sorry, there it is. it's getting smoky again. I got to uh, go. Well, no, stick around. Don't go. Oh, oh I, I'm still here. You're still here. You're still yeah. here. But uh, well, I'm just going to bring on another another one of my good friends. Uh, also known her for a while. She's also kind of an artist, I believe, but maybe her life has changed since then. Uh, please welcome to the show, uh, Odessia Bigby. Welcome, Odessia. Thank you so much for having me. 
Of course. I mean, we also go way back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the world is kind of in a weird place right now. Uh, and I know your business, uh, maybe for the listeners, tell them what mm-hmm. uh, your, your hobby or your profession. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm a professional mermaid. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, I think that that pretty much says it all. Yeah, you you perform in in mermaid shows? Uh, Yeah, precisely. Um, You know, so when people are curious about uh, aquamarine merperson life, uh, Mm. they can go into a glass bottom boat and, um, yeah, watch the performance of their life and feel really inspired. There's really nothing like it. When you say performance of their life, you Mm -hmm. recreate their life? Uh, underwater as as a mer person uh yeah actually um precisely that yeah um it you know people just really find it so moving um and even kind of therapeutic really to get to see sort of a a a movement dance representation um underwater as mer people of their Mm. lives and struggles and triumphs and um yeah it's really just super cool Right. And so, I mean, obviously, I've seen your show, of uh-huh. course. And uh, and one time you actually did uh, reenact my life, yeah. which was mm-hmm. very moving. It was an uh, honor. It was an honor. Yeah. And I really, you know, I liked how it was not it was not sanitized. It had yeah. all the raw mm-hmm. parts of my life. Mm-hmm. Every every dark time I've ever had, mm-hmm. uh, the times I've been catfished, mm-hmm. uh, which we've talked about before mm-hmm. on the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, the, the times when I was feeling low, they were all there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very realistic. Yeah, I mean, we really believe in um, leaning into the true, deepest, fullest reality of um, what it means to exist in this world as of course. a mermaid. And so, obviously, you're not a real mermaid. Uh, so, you maybe tell us about a little bit about the technical part of the show. How you how you pull this mm-hmm. off? Well, uh, well, it depends. Uh, some of our um, uh, mer people are actually real mermaids, um, and some of them are people um, dressed in mermaid tails. And uh, for those people, they use a um, you can imagine like a hose that pumps air into the um, underwater part so that they can still breathe. So they can periodically go and take a section of air in their mouths and then release that. Um, much like scuba diving, really. Right. And, you know, uh, silly me, I I kind of just assumed you weren't a real mermaid, but maybe maybe I was incorrect on that. Are you a real mermaid? You know, most of our um, mer people choose not to disclose their oh, okay. um, <laughs> their status uh, as a mer person. Um, hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's one of those things that... Um, it's not a good practice. Well, I'd be fine to answer that question. Not all mer people would be. And so I'd like to kind of train, if you will, other people to not ask super directly. Although I take no offense that you did. I apologize. Mm-hmm. And I, I will not ask that again. Great. Uh, of course, ever. Or of any future mm-hmm. uh, mer person that you encounter. Future mer people <laughs> that I meet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, I, I'm curious now, is there any... Because uh, I know when I saw the show, sometimes the hoses... Mm-hmm. Uh, seem to get in the way a little bit mm-hmm. of the performers. So I'm curious if there's any kind of tension between the the real uh, mer mm. people on the show and the the ones who are just wearing the tails and, and sucking on the hoses. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I say that you're right. It would be um, ignorant of me to not acknowledge that there are mm. some uh, differences and challenges in navigating um, this duality. Um, And at the same time, I do think that um, there's a lot of understanding about what it means to be a mer person. And I feel like all Mm. of us can really tap into that energy. Um, And so I think it's not maybe as much of a conflict as uh, as it seems like it could be. Well, that's that's a very beautiful way to put it. I Mm -hmm. think that everyone everyone should just get along. Yeah. Right. That's and that's Mm -hmm. what and I guess that's what you're kind of doing by by showing people their own lives mm-hmm. back to them that's it mm-hmm. you're kind of you're kind of proven that we're all we're all the same yeah yeah uh, like people wow. getting to see the the depth of each other's soul and spirit you know nothing like inviting your grandma to come watch all your dirty laundry air out <laughs> yeah well i think that a lot of people a lot of people have chosen to make big announcements to their families yeah. through mm-hmm. through your show from what i understand yeah absolutely it's been really um an honor to be a part of those things, you know, as people are 
um, wanting to share information with their families. Um, recently, and this one was like a pretty casual one, uh, someone mm. um, bought a brought a dog from the shelter and wanted to like present the dog to the family in a really dramatic way. And so that was oh, really wow. exciting. Um, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and we've had people announce uh, they're pregnant and we've had people come out of the closet. And, you know, yeah, it's been a really um, a good experience. Now, I, I remember I saw some pictures on your Instagram of the, the dog story, uh, and you actually dressed a, a dog up in a mermaid co- mm-hmm. a mer- person costume and, and made it swim around mm-hmm. with the, with the, mer- the, the yeah. performer. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was really cute, mm-hmm. I thought. And it kept trying to jump up into the glass-bottom boat. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah everybody loves a good dog, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, have there been any kind of more... Uh, I understand maybe there's like some, some revenge-driven stories that you've presented? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. Uh, and I have permission to talk about this because we publicized the video for um, additional purposes. But mm-hmm. um, one of our clients found out that she was being cheated on and um, used it as an opportunity to uh, reveal that. And, um, <laughs> you know, that felt really intense. Um, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember you saying afterwards mm-hmm. that the uh, her partner tried to actually break through the bottom of the glass yeah. bottom boat to get at the mermaid. Yeah, it was really intense. Um, but we, you know, we have clauses in our contracts and um, things that uh, really may hold us not liable for emotional responses to what happens. Mm. Um, yeah, but I mean, I you know, to play something out so heartbreaking and awful in such a beautifully choreographed way is just, (laughs) when else do you have a chance and an opportunity for that, you know? Absolutely. I mean, that kind of, and I assume now with, uh, with the quarantine and the pandemic, this is something that still can be done because it's in a, in a body of water. Precisely. Yeah. So people who are in each other's bubbles already can go watch together. Also, there's additional possibilities such as, um, making things even more available than before geographically because we can broadcast live. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, you do a, little, a lot of Zoom shows. Exactly. Yeah, it goes really well. We've done, um, recently we've been getting some corporate gigs where we've been acting, um, creating interpretive underwater dances that represent like the, um, you know, the energy and the vibe of the corporation and like how they came to be. And, uh, and then we get the uh, people involved in kind of suggesting how they want to see uh, us move in representation of where they want the company to go. So it's really, mm. yeah, it's a really symbiotic experience. Very hol- holistic, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, it feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that the organization also does a lot of charity work. Totally. Well. Yeah. So much. Um, yeah. It's really, it's really nice to um, give kids an opportunity to see their lives played out. And um, yeah, it's a really good opportunity. I understand it's something that the, the orphans love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you work with a lot of orphans, Cherry. Mm-hmm. I know uh, you use it to kind of explain why their parents abandoned them. Yeah. It's so useful. <laughs> it's so helpful. And I, and I think it brings them probably a lot of closure. Yeah, you know, I really just, I, I'm so confused about sometimes people will, um, you know, say that it just seems like a really strange way to deal with emotions or um, uh. I've had people make, um, you know, really presumptuous uh, conclusions about how I process my own emotional experience. And, mm. you know, I just don't really understand. Like, I, I, I really do think that... Um, everyone benefits from just artistic. And I do think some people just aren't ready or uh, kind of tapped into their own selves enough to be like ready for it. Mm. Um, so Cause I, I know, yeah. mm-hmm. I know that there are, there have been protests. Yeah. Uh, and I remember been. when the, uh, they, I don't like to say it, but they, du- they dub themselves as the landlubbers club. Yeah. And, and they'll go and they will aggressively perform mm-hmm. your lives on the banks of the body of water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and if, if it wasn't, um, you know, I honestly kind of enjoy it. Like I, I, I think, oh. I think, you know, they really feel like they're making a strong statement, but I really, I really feel so honored that they think that, Mm. me and my other colleagues are worthwhile enough to spend their time celebrating us in that way. Like, yeah, it's really, you know, they say protests and I say representative life reflection by Mm. proxy. (laughs) 
<laughs> representative life refle reflection by proxy. Yeah, of course. Know? Yeah, you know, Odessa. Now, now that I think of it, I don't think I've ever actually seen you get angry or stressed out. Or uh, what's the secret? Yeah, you know, I'm. I think I just, you know, I mean, I spend most of my days moving smoothly through water, and mm. you know, I think just, uh, you know, I just try to channel fish when I feel stressed and. It right. just, every time, you know, we'll just make it go away. So, like, find out what fish you really, like, identify with and relate to. And, you know, if you're not sure, like, uh, you know, open up, a like, an underwater camera somewhere online and just watch till you see one that mm. calls to you. And, and that's what you just kind of, like, portal into when you're feeling really stressed, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's – I feel zenned out right now. I'm just yeah. – like a state of bliss. I'm curious what you think about Hank's dolphin centipede as a as a, a creature of the water. Yeah, uh, is that something you've ever seen in real life before? Uh, you know, I can't say that I have. Although that doesn't mean it doesn't exist because I know that of there are all kinds of things in the world. Um, mm. You know, I, I think people making art that makes their souls feel good is great. Um, I definitely um, worry about Hank's lungs based on what I heard. Yeah, me too. Um, it doesn't sound good over there. Yeah. Um, I would want to tell him to take some deep breaths, but I think that might make it worse. Do um, you hear that, Hank? <coughs> what? Just take some deep breaths. <laughs> maybe, you know, Hank, maybe you should... <laughs> oh, no, maybe stop taking those deep breaths. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we should. I think we should get Hank down in that boat and let uh, let him take a look at his own life. As you know, Hank, I'd be happy to do that for you on a pro bono basis. It seems like it could be really wow. pivotal for you on your journey right now, and uh, I can speak for my whole uh, cast and crew that we'd really we'd be honored to to do that. I think he's speechless. Uh, oh, there he is. He's just choking a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a nice offer, but I, you know, I, I, I haven't really come down from my, my, my tower in, in a long time. And I got to finish these dolphins off. So. I mean, Hank, it's a really, it's a really good deal. She's offering it for free. When I did it, I had to pay $4,000. Yeah. So it's. Cheap. That's not a cheap ticket. It's it's really is a deal, and um, yeah, your bathtub's just not big enough to do a show there. We have made uh, exceptions and done shows in people's pools um, when they weren't able to travel to the location. But um, you know what? Uh, if I can uh, bring my dolphins, I'll do it. Great. That that I, we can make that work. Absolutely. That definitely makes it easier to to bring your giant metal mm -hmm. dolphins down from your eighty second story condo <laughs> to a body of water. I, yeah, I, I really, Hank, appreciate your uh, commitment and perseverance in that plan. Thank you. We all we all have different forms of support animals, and you've you've chosen yours, Hank. Well, that's, I, that's great. I, I might argue that they they've chosen Hank instead right. of the other way around. Oh, that's, that's true. The art the art flows through the artist. Mm -hmm. uh, so what's the what's the next show, Odessia? Uh, yeah, great question. So I have one. Um, tomorrow morning, pretty early. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a pretty one of our standard ones. Um, it's a children's birthday party. Um, okay. Yeah. And so, you know, they're fairly short because the kids are young, which means often we'll also right. do um, some dances or reenactments of some of their favorite um, overall experiences in the world or places to go. Um, mm. There's just really nothing like um, doing a choreographed dance to represent like a, a mountain you know, deep in Quebec and like, um, just what, what it's like to feel the sensation of that when a kid has that memory, you know? Right. Well, from what I understand, children who are having birthday parties love any kind of, uh, interpretive, love it. Uh, provocative dance, Absolutely. especially if it's about, uh, geographic features or geological Absolutely. features. Mm -hmm. The kids love that. They eat that right up. Totally. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure. How old is the kid turning? Uh, he'll be eight. Eight. That's, Oh, Hank, that's your number. Yeah, <laughs> think about that. If you had had a kid with your uh, with your wife, they they might have been eight right now. Mm -hmm. yeah, they they might be. If only, if only we can only dream. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, thank you, Odessia, for coming by. Uh, hopefully, yeah. you can stick around no, as well. Thank you for having me. Uh, no, thank thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> you. I feel like a, a bright ray of sun is shining on my face talking to you whenever I talk to you. So thank you. Thank you for that very nice compliment.
Oh, <laughs> and, and thank you for acknowledging my yeah. thanks. Thank you so for acknowledging my things. Yeah. Uh, oh, Odessia, it's, it's so, I have so much fun hanging out with you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so hard to say goodbye with you. Yeah. Uh, but we, you know what? Time is of the essence. We have to move along. Uh, we have, I have one more friend coming on to the show. Uh, another good friend of mine. They're all good friends. I mean, that's it's kind of becoming the catchphrase of the show or something. I don't know. Please welcome to the show, uh, Glenda Shenuda. Glenda, welcome to the show. Why, thank you, darling. Kiss, kiss from afar. Of course, a socially distanced kiss, kiss, one on each cheek. And yes. that's something I really miss in quarantine. I just wish I could still, you know, of all the things moving to Montreal that I loved the most, it was the double kisses. I know, darling. You know, it was clear here, one on each side, not four like they do in Switzerland. Utter nonsense. <laughs> well, of course. Um, so what I, I know, maybe tell the audience as well what, uh, what, you, what you get up to, what you do with your time. Well, I'm a children's illustrator. Um, these days, I'm particularly mm-hmm. fascinated by musk oxes. Um, so I've been working on a series oh, of books for children about them. Yes. Oh, well, that's so uh, like a uh, anthropomorphized muskox. They, uh, tell us about the story a little bit, maybe. Yes. Normally, an author will seek out an illustrator, but I just really wanted right. to paint uh, muskoxes doing just absurd activities, having a birthday party, going for a swim, riding a tandem bicycle. So I enlisted an author to mm. uh, complete my vision. And so you, this this author had to kind of create a story around the the art you'd already drawn. Mm, yes, exactly. Um, you know, I just I can't stop creating. I've read some of your past books, of course. You always send them to me, which I really appreciate, even though I I don't have any children at the moment. Um, maybe eight years ago, I should have I should have gotten gotten that out of the way. But uh, you always send me your books, and I think because 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 of the way you work. They don't. The story itself doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It seems like it is indeed scrapped together from pictures you've already drawn. Mm, yes, I receive that feedback a lot. But to that, I would say children do not need the linear line of thinking that adults seem to have become entrapped in. You know, children are still free. They're creative souls. They're always doing whimsical things. You know, I recently saw two children just playing with a bike rack and having a very good time, that, that kind of mind does not need just some sort of straightforward storyline. They need to be inspired and encouraged to see the world as a wondrous place. They were playing with a bike rack? Mm. Yes, I saw it uh, truly recently. They were just using the bike rack, it seemed as some kind of <laughs> tunnel or... Okay. So sorry. I guess we we find the entertainment. No, it's okay. I guess we find the entertainment that uh, that we want. Well, that. So, what's the what's the timeline for the Muskox book? When can I expect to see that at a, a local bookstore? Just the medium. <laughs> so sorry. What? <laughs> <clears throat> Just the mere memory brought me a lot. I would love to create. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. What what was that? I I would love to create your life story because you were having the best time with everything. I love that. Yeah. No, it sounds, I mean, I'd love to see a couple of mer people being those kids playing with the bike rack, drawing the muskox. Yes. That's just ripe with possibilities. Your life. It's true. You know, I too live a very whimsical life. <laughs> What's happening to me? I'm so sorry. That's totally, you know, not a, not everyone's used to being on a podcast. It's totally, ex- totally fine. Yes, you know, I too live a very whimsical life, just like the children. And so that's just really uh, what inspires me to get into their psyche. So the Muskox book, I've been working on it for a couple of months now, but I, I think it will be more mm. apropos in the winter because musk oxes live in the snow predominantly yeah yeah that's something they're known for as being beasts of the snow now when you say you you kind of get into the psyche of a child what does what does that look like Mm, yes uh i try to engage in activities that i i think that 
children like to do. For example, like blowing bubbles, eating ice cream for breakfast. Um, what else is it? You, you know, playing. <laughs> Sorry, don't make <laughs> Playing on swings, playing on a seesaw, looking at ducklings, those sorts of things. Of course, you know? yeah. And, yeah. And I... Yeah, and I, I I often think of the times we've gone to get brunch together, and and you demand that they serve you ice cream. Yes, because what kind of person truly likes to have things such as smoked salmon for their breakfast? This is a conditioning that adults have taken on, or coffee. So bitter. Why have we indulged in this inhumane practice when we could be eating things like ice cream? candy, you know, pleasantries. Yeah, I mean, those things are definitely delicious. And I I know uh, it, it leads kind of you to have like this kind of up and down lifestyle where you have huge bursts of energy and then you'll you'll fall asleep for long periods of time during the day. Mm, yes, that's another activity that children partake in that I think is important, naps. Um, <laughs> I have many napping stations in my home. I have hammock. I have one of those just very large soft chairs that's sort of in a basket of course have a bed um i have a rocking chair i just think it's really imperative to create prime napping situations in order to find some sort of inner peace in this day and age mm, it is it is hard so whatever way i mean some of us we we do mer, mer shows and and some of us we take a nap in our hammock and uh we all have different ways some of us make dolphins eating eating each other mm, yes yes and i i enjoyed the whimsy of your previous two friends i feel like they also have that childlike outlook on the world oh ab absolutely for sure i mean there's nothing like a scrapper to have a a childlike outlook on the world mm. so uh what's what's next after the muskox i mean usually you you would do a, a tour Yes, it seems quite difficult these days. I would really have loved to. You know, I have uh, many suitors all around the world, and I love to go visit all of them. Um, but uh, it seems that I might have to subject myself to some kind of uh, online tour, which is truly not the same. No, and that's something interesting about your 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 profession is that or how you do your profession which is that you you kind of organize your book tours to do readings for children around cities where you're dating people currently yes you know it's very exciting for me that way. suitors yes uh exactly um because of course i care about the children i i care that they enjoy my readings that they um you know shop from local bookstores all very good and well but, uh, you know, as an illustrator, mm -hmm. I need a little pizzazz in my life, too. So recently, I had the pleasure of going to Córdoba in Argentina, um, where I, yes, mm. not only read to the children there, but uh, I also spent a very lovely time with one of my many suitors. Oh, what kind of, I know Argentina is known for, what's it known, steak and <laughs> mountains <laughs> and... Uh, Salsa? Is it salsa? You were there. Uh, the tango, darling. Yes. The tango. The Argentinian tango. Um, yes, it's very good. You know, the steak is simply extremely succulent. They just raise many, uh, much livestock there. It's really a delight. Um, I, of course, would never eat a musk ox, but I'm all right with other forms of bovine. Um, the wine, very good, very good wine country. It's also just a great mm. um, inspiration of different animals that were about. My suitor um, took me on a little trek to Patagonia where I was able to see three different kinds of penguins, darling. Oh, my goodness. And is that, is that inspiration? Oh, yes. You know, when you just see different uh, breeds of penguins just interacting with one another, living on the same little piece of rock amidst the sea, you think, if they can do it, why can't we? Wow. All of my guests today are, have such a positive view of the world. It's, it's the lifestyle, darling. You know, you're living a very rigid one, I still believe. And uh, you just need to set up a few more napping stations, maybe mix up your breakfast foods, and you'll be on your way. Yeah, I mean, that, maybe that's my problem. I wake up at the same time every day. I, I work my desk job. I mean, today I made pancakes, but that seemed like way too much. 
Oh. I'm going to go back to the routine, I think. Oh, no. When you said desk job, my heart broke for you. You're not going to live very long at this rate. Yeah, well, so you're someone who's always been very anti, anti-desk, yeah. uh, even going so far as to sometimes illustrate while you run. Yes, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's important to be outdoors. There's so much new technology these days. If you can have one of those little desks for your lap while you sit in bed, why not uh, fashion yourself a running desk? Um, although, of course, I don't call it a desk because mm. I don't believe in desks. I call it more a running canvas with palette. And so I'm, I'm curious, you, you've done a lot of work in the, the sphere of animal children's literature. Have you ever thought of branching out into uh, human, uh, human characters or even uh, hybrid characters like, like merpeople? Oh, that uh, merpeople I'm very intrigued by. Humans I shy away from because the thing is, when people see, you know, just a benign musk ox on a tandem bicycle, they, they let their guard down. They read the book with just an air of openness. And I have an opportunity maybe to even put something a little bit political uh, in the underlying context of the book and people absorb it. But as soon as you draw humans mm-hmm. in, people are immediately guarded. They get caught up in the people and, mm-hmm. and what they look like and this and that. And, and just the whole message gets thrown out the window. But you know, my people, it's another, uh, it's another thing. It's an interesting world. Well, I'm curious, Odessia, if you have any thoughts about uh, a non-mer person writing a book about a mer person experience. We don't want another American dirt right, story right. on our hands. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like it's really tricky to do that well. Um, mm. But um, yeah, getting consultation is of the utmost importance when um, trying to capture someone else's essence. Um, and I will say on another note, where we've been considering launching a um, new adult-based series, and it sounds like your okay. life would her life would really be perfect with all the various um, lovers in various places. Um, oh, like adult adults. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you know, a whole other level to yeah, the show. So feel free to get in touch. Well, I mean, that sounds very intriguing. I may just. Odessia, you did mention I would have a, a free show. Um, <laughs> would that be the uh, adult version? Yeah. No, uh, it would not. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry to burst your bubble, Hank. Yeah. That's, I think that's going to be a pretty exclusive thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. At the start. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate you asking and checking. Yeah, we know it's been eight years for you, Hank. We can't we can't all have suitors all around the world like Glenda does. Yeah. Yes. Although Hank, you know, I think if you just get out of that apartment and uh, breathe some fresh air, that you might have some opportunities. Yeah. Well, you know, I gotta finish the dolphins, and I don't know. I don't know about the outside world. Hank, I just seen. I mean, we've all said it now, all, both guests and and maybe me as well. That it just seems like a lot of your problems would be solved by opening that door, walking out, and and breathing that fresh air. Yeah, you know, I, I am beginning to come around to listening to all of this positivity. I mean, you have a balcony too. You can just go on the balcony. Well, it's quite full right now with with uh, scrap iron and mm. dolphins. Well, uh, Glenda, who's who's next on the list of suitors? Where are you going next? Oh, yes. Um, I'm very much considering visiting my suitor in Costa Rica. Um, you know, it's just also very inspiring place. They have uh, sloths, many types of birds, just really fascinating foliage. And also, my suitor owns one of those treehouse hotels in the jungle where we would just lay, look up at the stars, mm. hear the vague sound of of many insects in the distance look into each other's eyes and make sweet, passionate love, of course. Of course. I mean, that's what you do in Costa Rica. Yes. That sounds like a a beautiful, beautiful time. And and hopefully it inspires some kind of, some kind of book. Oh yes, of course. You know, the muskox really came because I was staying in a chalet up in Norway with one of my favorite suitors, Hans. Mm. Um, And you know, he, was just surrounded by musk oxes cavorting through the woods. So I think Costa Rica could be the next stop. Hans must have been very special as the the only suitor I've ever heard you refer to by name. Oh, yes. You know, um, I like to usually maintain the discretion or privacy of my suitors, but 
Hans and I just had a very fiery relationship, which is a little bit ironic considering we were in a cold place. But, you know, it was just so much passion, so much amour, as the French say. And it was hard to uh, keep it contained. Everybody, simply everybody knew about it. Wow, as well. I mean, I imagine being surrounded by muskox, a lot of people would know where Hans was going. Yes, you know, there aren't many people around, and Hans doesn't often bring a special lady up to his chalet to view the muskoxes, so people simply knew. I was the talk wow. of Scandinavia, darling. All of Scandinavia. Wow, that's... You're, what a world traveler. What a celebrity. Yes. What an inspiration. And then at the same time, you're you're also reading to children and, and doing something good for the world. Yes, you know, I've been uh, I personally have been a little bit pleased by the the removing of statues recently because often I think of myself that when I pass, I would like a statue in a pivotal location, and uh, it warms my heart to mm. know that there will be available real estate. Right, I know it's a very competitive. The statue real estate market is very competitive, and now that there's a lot yeah. of vacancies going up, it'll be easy for you to get your your piece of the statue pie. Certainly, I just simply need to find the right suitor, and you know, I will. Of course, you will. One in one in every country. Absolutely. Possibly. Uh, well, Glenda, so nice to talk to you again. Uh, thank you to all three of my guests, uh, Hank. I hope you get out of there. I did just want to mention that I do also make statues. Um, that's all. I don't see. I don't, what I don't see what you're trying to say. I don't see any kind of connection. Uh, well, you, you know, um, you're, you're, it's anything we're, we've been talking about. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you, she was mentioning that she would like a statue. Um, I am available for commission if she would like a statue. Where are you located, darling? Uh, uh, in Montreal. Oh. I'll think about it, but thank you. Thank you for your kindly offer. Uh, oh, okay. That was pretty, pretty shameless of you, Hank. Pretty, uh, pretty corporate, if I do say so myself. Odessia, thank you. Thank you for being with us, oh, Odessia. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And anyone who feels inspired, feel free to get in touch. Well, hey, next time I save up $4,000, I'm going to be right back on that glass bottom boat. It's a worthwhile uh, investment. Absolutely. And uh, Glenda, thank you so much as well for joining us. I'm sure you'll be on a plane soon to somewhere. Yes, if not a hot air balloon. Mm. Oh, such a romantic way to travel. Mm. Uh, thank you all once again. Uh, we're going to take a short break and then we'll be, uh, we'll be right back. Was that was was it a laughing fit? I couldn't I couldn't tell. I, yeah, I really thought a stupid mm. playing with a bike rack. It was a true story, but for some reason, when I remember, <laughs> it really made me laugh. So good. <laughs> what and what were what were they actually doing with the bike? Yeah, rack? what were they? How like what? Their parents were like lined up for ice cream, and they were like swooping in like it was a tunnel or a cave, and they would take turns like being the creature in this cave, and then like uh -huh. switching places. I used to play on bike racks, like yeah, those S-shaped ones at school. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, and they looked like they were sincerely having a great time. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, I guess you make up worlds mm -hmm. when you're a child. I do see. I live kind of on top of an ice cream place, and uh, there's a Bixie thing out there, and kids are often like sitting on the Bixies mm. and ringing, ringing the bell oh. over and over and over oh, and over oh, again. That's what actually so adults do in in Paris. They there's a lot of unemployed people, and they kind of just sit around on their on the Bixie bikes and like attached to the stand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh. they see like just squads of people just sitting around on those things. Uh, Leslie, it was real nice to go uh, deep on Ottawa folklore with you. Yeah, right immediately after, I'm like, it's not called TD Place. That was my mistake. It was called TD Place. No, though. it wasn't. That, there's a TD Place now at Lansdowne, but oh, but I was right. confused. Someone, oh boy, Twitter's gonna be all over your ass. Listen to this; they'll be, I'll be exposed as a fraud. So what is it now? It's Scotiabank? Place? No, it's Canadian Tire Center. Canadian Tire. And before that, I was. this is very interesting to everyone who's currently on the podcast and yeah. who is listening at a later we date. We can include this. Um, yeah. Oh, this is all included. 
uh, breakdown of Ottawa landmarks. Haven't heard the NCC talked about for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of my many passions, the yeah. National Capital Commission. Oh, man. All right. Well, we're going to go around the uh, the Google Meet window. And if anyone has anything to plug, talk about what you have coming up or in the past or uh, something you've been reading or watching or literally anything, starting with Lacey. Sure. Uh, yeah. So um, in my regular normal people life, I'm an uh, improviser who blend, and a therapist who blends those together. And I do a lot of um, professional trainings for helping professionals and corporations uh, with my company, yesandbrain.com. And um, yeah, I'm doing a series blending interpersonal neurobiology and apply to improv and uh, learning more about the brain and how we work. And yeah, I run Camp Yes And in Indiana every summer uh, for autistic teens and the folks who work with them. And both those are places where you can find me. That is great. Yes, yesandbrain.com. Yeah. Yep. Someone who has taken one of your improv workshops on Zoom. Uh, I can vouch for cool. it personally that it is great. Thank you. Uh, Sarah, anything you'd like to talk about? Yeah, um, I am the founder of a platform called Color Outside the Lines MTL or Montreal. Um, and we have a show, a late night show every Wednesday called Al Quarantina, um, which features marginalized people sort of talking about their experience in the lockdown, but also in a comedic sense. Um, and I also work with Confabulation, um, and we have a really cool workshop coming up there called Find Your Story, which is also um, mostly available for BIPOC students who are maybe looking to get into storytelling and figure out what their inspiration is. And I'm teaching a class with the Improv Embassy as an intro to stand-up with a really great comic from Ottawa called Ayan Abdirahman. Very cool. And all of that can be found on the Color Outside the Lines Instagram account? Yeah, on the Facebook page, Color Outside the Lines MTL. Right. And I would assume uh, that the panel you did the other night is still watchable? Yes. It's available both on the Color Outside the Lines page and Confabulations page. Great. That was a really great panel, and I encourage everyone to check that out. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh, entitled... All right. Last, uh, Leslie... Uh, nothing much. Oh, wait, sorry, Sarah, uh, Sarah, finish, finish what you were saying, Sarah. There's a delay. Oh, no worries. Yeah, I was just saying uh, it was titled Not Your Di- Not Your Diversity Hire, and it was a panel speaking with BIPOC artists in the city. It was great. All right, sorry. Uh, sorry to everyone in the world. Uh, Leslie, I know you have a lot going on. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, not a lot to plug. Uh, I do, I am taking a storytelling class, though, and it's an awesome group of storytellers. We're going to be performing tomorrow night at 7 p.m., so that link will be on Facebook somewhere. And when you listen to this in the future, that will oh. have passed, oh so hopefully God. it's Worst it's still... plug ever. It'll be online. Uh, yeah, hopefully online somewhere. Uh, yeah. Great. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you, Sarah, Lacey, and Leslie for doing thank the you. show. It was a real thank pleasure. You. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. And that's it for some good friends for this week. I will see you all next time. I will or I will talk into your ears next time. Goodbye. Those were friends, good friends of mine. I talked to them for podcast time. Those were friends on